Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about the expat life. And I think it's safe to say that uh, myself and my co-host have had some experiences abroad that we can definitely talk about this. I think we've both met a ton of expats along our way and our travels abroad as well. And we're just going to talk about what it's like, uh, why people might even want to become an expat, and also some of the struggles and difficulties because... Life isn't always sunshine and rainbows, unfortunately. So, But with that being said, this should be a fun episode today, and we're looking forward to talking about some things about the expat life. So I could not do this without my good buddy and my co-host, Jared. What's going on, Jared? What's up, dude? I would also throw in there that we, uh, we experienced expat life through different uh, lenses. Mm-hmm. You, you, were, is, you were expat? Is that what you'd call yourself? Yeah. You were an expat as like a worker on in multiple on, on multiple different occasions. Yep. Never that was never my occasion. Uh, I was a the was I a child call, expat. yeah the child of an expat mm-hmm. or or was I also an expat? As the child of an expat, my parents were right. the expat. Well, no, but you're no, but you're also an expat. Is that just if you live abroad for work reasons? Live, well, I think technically an expat it means expatriate, right? Yeah, and it's somebody who. Uh, is just living in a country that's not their country of origin. A person who lives outside their native country. Yes. When I was a kid, you know, I moved to Germany when I was 11. When I was a kid, I thought expatriate had something to do with being an American leaving America. I mean, that's not that far-fetched, bro. (laughs) (laughs) What is a patriot? Is that a word? Patriot, I-A-T-E? I'm going to look it up. Patriot? Uh, that's a good question. Patriot. Uh, probably. It means a person of a country would be my guess. Let's see. To transfer legislation to the oh, authority no, no. of an autonomous country from its oh. previous mother country. Oh, to patriate, maybe. Okay. Is what it, that, to patriate. Which is pretty American, bro. But you were patriot. Yeah, I was thinking of like an expat, expatriate is right. someone that... But so a there's person. no... There's no such thing as a patriot in that term. I don't think so. I don't think there, so. You can't, you can't patriate. Right. But you can't be a patriot. That's what's so weird about the English language, dude. Expatriate. Yeah, it's right. like, why is it X then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not an right. American thing. It's not a, I'm an ex-American for now. I'll see you later. Right. And then you come back and you're a re-American. Yeah, yeah. Now I get repatriated. <laughs> exactly, dude. Yeah. I'm repatriated. I got my driver's license back. I can vote. Uh, please let me in America. I want to be an American again. Okay, right. fine. Come back. Right. <laughs> Did you miss me? I still have my blue passport. Come on. Dude, All that right. blue Come passport, on. dude. Come on. That blue passport. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, it's good to be back uh, yeah. doing this one in person. It's always uh, nice to actually see your, your beautiful face. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done one in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just schedules, man. You know, it's it's. I don't know about you, Jerry. We have seen each other though. Just true. So, so so everyone knows. That's true. I don't know why I need to throw that in there, but right. I don't want people to think we don't see each right. other. We do. Yeah, we're not friends. We only do uh, the podcast, and that's yeah. all. Don't Chad, even text each Chad other. Chad got here thirty seconds before the podcast that's started, right. and he'll be out of here by you know thirty seconds after it's right. over. And, you know, I got here 30 seconds and Jared said, you're late. <laughs> and as soon as it's over, I actually just hit and record, go into my bedroom and close the door behind me. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dude. And I don't come back out until Chad's gone. <laughs> right. Maybe some like slow music on in the background. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. That is, I just play something, uh, just blare it. Right. And then I just uh, wait for you to leave. That's how we do it. It's very efficient. Yeah, we hate know, each other. For sure. For well, sure. You know, this podcast synergy is just undeniable. You know what is a really big love-hate kind of thing, though, I think, for a lot of people, Jared? Music? 
I was going to say March Madness brackets. Oh, yeah. Did you make a bracket? I did not. But dude, Why not? Um, didn't have the time, man. I gotcha. And I've only seen a couple of random. I watched a little bit this weekend. And, and, yeah, but they uh, say they ago. say someone that's never paid attention has a much better chance than someone that's like a probably expert NCAA basketball person. Probably. Well, dude, so many people's brackets just got busted this year because there were a ton of one seeds that got out in like the first or the second. What were round. some of the big upsets? Can you tell me at the time? Kentucky. That's uh, a classic. This, that's what the yeah. with the duck or rooster or something chicken. I don't know what their mascot well, is. They got some- <laughs> uh, they're UK. Um, UK. Are they a horse of some sort? No, 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 no. No? You're thinking of Kansas. Kansas are the Jayhawks. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of Kansas. Yeah. UK is like, a, like a, some sort of uh, tiger or cougar or something. Oh, really? Okay. What is that thing? Some sort of panther, cougar? Oh, yeah. Wildcat. Ken- oh, Kentucky. Yeah, but okay. I, you're right. Wildcats. I was thinking of. Okay. What yeah, was Kansas. I thinking of? Kansas. Oh, Kansas. Yeah, the Jayhawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks yeah, kind of okay. like a chicken, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude. So Kentucky lost to, oh, what's their name again? It's like St. Saint, Saint Peter's, I think is what it's called. Now, is that in Florida? <laughs> no, St. Peter's Damn. is in, oh, where was it? I was watching the game yesterday. I should know where it was. It's like uh, New Jersey. It's oh, a well, super, no, yeah. And it's a super small school. I think they have like 2,300 students there, Jared. So Can that's you just imagine like smaller just being, than our school. Yeah. Can you imagine just like losing or, or sorry beating Kentucky, a team like kentucky they're in the sweet 16 oh damn that's awesome yep yep the peacocks that's right dude mm. and they got this guy in the team uh white dude with a mustache dude it's so funny just to see like somebody like a college kid with a mustache <laughs> Um, it's hilarious, like, dude. I, I uh, speaking of peacocks, I saw uh, on Twitter there was oh I, yeah I see I see the dude, yeah Doug Ebert, and I it's think. not like it's a I was expecting a, like a, a bushier mustache. For no, some it's kind of more like a dirt stash, but bro. he rocks it. I think I think more people can rock a mustache than one thinks. You know, really? It has, you think yeah, so? I mean, people used to rock rock him all the time. My dad used to have a mustache, okay. like in the nineties and back. Everyone would had you mustaches. rock a stash? <sighs> maybe maybe okay. maybe it's been a while since i've uh fully shaved so i i don't really i can't really remember even what a mustache looks like on me mm. um because i've you know i i've shaved before and, and seen it in the must in, in the mirror but it's it's been a while it's been a long time okay um what, what the hell was i talking about oh there was a clip on so- social media going around of someone that brought a support a support male peacock on onto the airplane. the airplane i saw that so there was the full yeah just the peacock chilling yeah. on the plane the feathers if i was sitting next to that peacock i'd be like i gotta get off this plane yeah. i don't know if i could do that yep I, I would i don't know if i could sit next to a fucking peacock excuse me i don't know if i could sit next to a peacock for uh for a flight like that especially that. if it was like an international one bro eight no. hours i mean that wasn't an international flight that plane did not look like it was big enough to be okay. an eight-hour flight. Still, it was even like two, two it was like or three two, hours, like that's a terrible. Three-two sort of setup on the plane. Okay, as far as rows go, but yeah, I, I don't want to be next to a peacock for an hour. Right. <laughs> like, I, right. I, if I'm going from Detroit to Chicago, I don't want to sit next to a full-size peacock or a right. baby peacock for that matter. Right. Any peacocks? No. No peacocks on planes. No. Is what you're saying, Jared. I might consider staying on the plane if I was like in the very back and they're in the very front. Okay. But okay. still, oh my god, that's terrifying. It is a little weird. Isn't terrifying, it? dude. That's I never thought about that though, dude. How many times do you think there are just crazy animals being snuck onto planes? I mean, but this one wasn't even snuck onto the plane. Right, it was a support animal. 
Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know if it was a support or what, but it certainly wasn't snuck on. Right. Well, sure. You so can't I imagine sneak it was a peacock. A sl- on. <laughs> yeah, especially a That'd full be hilarious. Size. Yeah. Um. So, I, yeah. So I. I mean, I, I didn't. I'm. I'm uh, yeah. So it was. Some, I guess it was some sort of emotional support. Yeah, I mean that's a some people. I, I, apparently, their videos are like people that brought like an alligator with like a leash or something. Oh man! Or like a Shetland pony nope. or something. Nope. Get that alligator <laughs> off the plane. Or a Shetland pony, dude. Hell That'd no! That thing can kick it, kick the walls that's out of the. Uh, <laughs> oh damn, bro! Just get sucked out of the plane because somebody brought a Shetland pony. I wonder pony. if that actually happens. For some reason, I'm, I'm well. I'm not convinced if that's a, if that really happens or okay. if that's just something that I've seen happen in movies. <laughs> it's oh yeah, it's <laughs> probably when, a movie when, thing. You know, when like it's a hole blows into the side of an airplane, it's just like <laughs> and everything it sucks sucked everybody out. out. I anyway. think that's actually a thing, though. Oh, it does happen. I think so. Maybe or, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just because I think it's like with the air pressure and stuff. I can imagine. That's why I mean, it, like it makes sense in how out. fast you're going. Sure. Um, so, any more other upsets? You said UK. <laughs> uh, UK was a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, Not as big as the uh, UK's upset during Brexit. Ayo. Oh, there you go. That was a nice one. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Um, I'm trying to hear my soundboard. I would have played a, a right. There's so all right so um, all right that's okay I thought that you don't have to bring up anymore that's okay I, I thought I thought you had the, like the bracket in front of you no I didn't have the bracket all in right front don't of worry me. about it don't all right about it. but yeah but anyways dude March Madness has been uh, definitely been interesting and uh, I really wonder who's gonna end up uh, winning it I think it'd be dope if one of these smaller schools can you imagine if like St Peter's won who do you think is gonna win it um, let's see UNC's left. I don't even know all the teams that are still left uh, in it, and there's so much basketball. I'm going to look at the bracket and tell you so right. you can actually right. answer the question. And I'll answer the question, too, just so. Uh, so you brought up March Madness, and you didn't have this bracket in front of you, Chad? That is correct. Okay. All right. Here it is. I got it. Um, so on one side, it's... Uh, so, all right, I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know how this thing works. All right, here we go. So, what we have, who we have left is Providence, Kansas, mm-hmm. Houston, Michigan, Villanova, UNC, UCLA, St. Peter's, Duke, Arkansas, Gonzaga. Okay. I think. Uh, I think Gonzaga will go pretty far. I think it would be Duke and Gonzaga. Oh, and also actually Auburn and Miami are playing right now. Okay. And Iowa and Wisconsin are playing right now. Oh, dang. Oh, that's interesting. Two Big Ten teams playing in the tournament. So all those teams I just said. (laughs) Here, I'll do it again. Providence. Providence, that's Rhode Island, I imagine, right? That's Mm -hmm. a pretty high-ranked team. Mm -hmm. It's four. They've been good this season. I don't know anything about Providence, except it's in the smallest state in the U.S. Providence, Kansas. Uh, Miami, will win that one. Auburn. I mean, it's a one versus four. That could kind of go either way based off a of rank. Right. Uh, but you think Kansas is going to win yep. that? Providence, Kansas, Miami, Auburn, Miami, Iowa, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin, Houston, Michigan. I want to say Michigan, but I think Houston will do it. Villanova, UNC, UCLA, Saint Peter. Duke, uh, UNC, Arkansas, UNC should win. I mean, for the whole thing, right? The, oh, whole, the whole, the whole, the whole big dog, right there. Those are your choices. Okay. Who do you think is going to win? I say um, I'm going to go with um, <clears throat> Villanova. Okay, I think it. I think it might be Gonzaga. Okay. We'll we'll have to see. 
Gonzaga's number one on one on, on one side. Kansas is number one on the other side. Kansas has a good shot at it too, though I think. Sure, of course. And Duke as well. I mean, I mean, all these teams do. Yeah, right. True. <laughs> that, true. That's how they've made it this far. Right. And it's so random. It could be Peter. You know. Right. That's the crazy thing about some of these tournaments and college basketball is interesting in that i feel like there's more level like a more level playing field in college basketball than college football like for example mm. you have absolute powerhouse football teams right mm-hmm. you obviously oh, you mean still, like alabama right is sort of like and they're just like almost untouchable basically exactly. yeah sure whereas there are or like the sec in general is called like right. kind of generally just always better Right, but then in college basketball, you I don't think you have as big of like a, talent a gap in gap. talent. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So. Yeah, maybe because phys- yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I don't know, but yeah, that's true. That makes sense. Right. Yeah, and it seems like so many of these games. I'm looking at the scores, and this is not holding up from what I'm about to say. But I feel like in in basketball, like it so often seems to come down to like the last, mm-hmm. the last shot or two. It can. Those are always the exciting, you know, the super yeah. exciting games. But anyway, yeah. Right. But yeah, yeah. We'll March Madness, we'll baby. See. That's right. Well, Jared, I think you might uh, know what time it is. Oh yeah. Oh. That's okay. There's no drops. That's okay. It's time for some I'm untranslatables. Not, I'm, I'm not prepared in the slides. That's okay. That's okay. It's time for some untranslatables. Idioms, mm-hmm. proverbs, sayings, axioms that don't always translate on a one-to-one basis into English. And we are your tried and true certified untranslatable experts. Uh, so um, I guess I'll get us started tonight, Jared. Uh, mine are Thai. And uh, my uh, roommate actually uh, was helping me out with this a little bit. Um, but I still don't think the pronunciation will be great. But here we go. The first one is rakte um, pai which means uh, love, true, lose, close up. Or really like true love, lose, close up. It's like a, it's saying it's like, you know, it hurts hard when you, when you, when a breakup hurts hard, essentially. No. You fall hard for someone and then you, the breakup is hard. I mean, you're not incorrect about that jared but no that's not what this so is about. i am incorrect well you're incorrect about the untranslatable <laughs> okay. but you're not incorrect about that that oh, just can that, be difficult just yeah, that what statement. i said in dry, yeah, i got statement. you yeah. i was a little confused no you're good um well think think about let me give you an example here jared it's like we're bros for life bad boys for life ride uh, or die true love lose close up yeah it's like we're, we're we have our love goes strong okay and uh only death would would break well. Let it me up. let me ask you this, Jared. Would our love go strong? If no. I'm, oh, sorry. Go ahead. If I moved across the world, no. <laughs> okay. So I'm trying to help no, you out I'm here. Kidding. I'm kidding. Of course I would, Chad. Well, okay, but we. Um, I'm trying to think of a way. A way to give so you. So it's example. like you can't. Uh, you, like uh, true love knows no bounds. Nothing can stop true love. No, it's kind of the opposite. Let me let me give you an example, Jared. Let's just say true love is okay. You go on a vacation. Mm-hmm. You meet a beautiful young lady on your vacation, mm-hmm. and um, you decide, you know what, you're amazing. We're gonna date. You're gonna be my girlfriend. Um, but I just get to make these decisions. Like you do, but I've decided you to you're go back. going to be my girlfriend. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You have blessed my presence, and now you will be my girlfriend congratulations exactly exactly (laughs) so uh, but then you come back to the states right Mm -hmm. and then uh you join a co-ed soccer league Uh uh-huh and you meet another wonderful lady in your co-ed soccer league 
you're still talking to the girl back in your vacation spot, mm-hmm. but then you start hanging out with this uh, soccer league girl more and more and more. Um, and then I might say to you, Jared, be careful. True love lose close up. Oh, so it's like the love that's the most accessible is always the one you'll choose. Basically. I think we have a similar untranslatable. We would say out of... Out of sight, out of mind. Basically. Mm. I think that's kind of what this means. Like, it literally says true love loses prox- to proximity. Yeah. So, you know, you got someone who's actually in your life versus someone who's far away. I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yep. Uh, my first untranslatable is Ukrainian. Shout out. Kupiti Kotavi Mishku. To buy a cat in a sack. Oh, that's to not know what you're getting. Right? Well, yeah, I guess all that's true, yeah. Right? To like buy... You, you yeah. get scammed, maybe? Or or just to not... I guess you don't have to be scammed. You don't, doesn't, have, doesn't necessarily okay. have to go that way. Uh, like, for example, mm-hmm. we kind of have a saying when it comes to mostly cars. Okay. Oh, to buy a lemon. No, no, that's what okay. I'm saying. It doesn't have to be bad. Okay. To buy a cat in a sack. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily to buy something that's bad. Okay. It's just to buy something and not... So, say say there's a car that you really want. Okay. But it's in New York. Okay. But it's but you're like, if I don't get it now. Oh, okay. What's the term for that? And uh-huh. you're like, I'm gonna buy it, and then I'm just gonna go get it, pick it up. But uh-huh. I haven't test driven it. Right. I haven't seen it. You're just kind of buying it on a whim. And it's not even that. There's not a certain a whim, there's a certain phrase okay. for that that you'll you'll probably know it once I tell okay. it to you, which I'll tell it to you right now. Sight unseen. Oh, yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the buyer accept, accept something without examining it caref- carefully first with right. the possibility that something could be wrong with it. Sure. But it doesn't, that doesn't mean right. it okay. has to be. But it's like, I'm okay. just going to buy it, taking that chance. Right. Like, it'd be like if. Uh, oh, maybe it's like, oh, like Schrodinger's cat. Okay. Are you familiar with Schrodinger's yeah, cat? Of course. Maybe it has something to do with that. Could be. Are you familiar with Schrodinger's cat? cat? Or is the cat not there? I thought it was, is it the cat alive or is it the cat dead? (laughs) Isn't that what it is? I think so. If the cat's in a box, it's neither dead or or alive. alive Until you open the box, right? Or or it's both dead and alive at the same time or whatever. So to buy a cat in a sack, it is, I could see that being as a play on Schrodinger's cat. There's my philosophy for the day. There you go. Okay. I like that, though. That's interesting, you know? Well, yeah, you don't even get to see the cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You don't know if you're buying a live or a dead cat. Yeah, you're cat buying both. You're right. buying both and a live and a dead cat you until you look inside it. that yep. bag. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I like that. That's funny. Um, all right. Well, my next one for you is Thai Jared, and it's which means leg hairs not drop or leg hairs don't drop. Uh, well, I imagine even in old age you still have leg hair, right? Is that something? No, but that's not It has true. nothing to do with age. Okay. Nothing to do with age. And I have no idea. That's a And that's question. not true because at least I'm thinking of my grandpa's Right. <laughs> well, bro, I'm, I'm so hairy. I'll have leg hair forever probably. All right. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, I'll hold you to that. Okay. Um, um, leg hair don't drop. Yep. Leg hairs don't drop. It's like uh, once a liar, always a liar. No. Let me help you out, Jared. Sure leg hairs don't well. drop. Say say you want to go buy your cat in the sack, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a good idea, Jared. Uh, you know, you you don't know what what this cat's going to be like, and you and you're like, you know what, Chad? 
This cat's only 20 bucks. And I go, all right, well, I guess your leg hairs won't drop. It's it's no skin off your chest. It's no big deal. Kind of, but it has to do more with money. Don't be a cheapskate. Um, or it's like, I'm I mean, not. You, you might be able to say that uh, kind of like this, um, but we, we actually have one with a bucket, Jared. Like, you know, some people talk about like some of these super wealthy, like billionaires when they donate something. Oh, a drop in the bucket. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what what exactly does that mean, Jared? A drop. It in the just bucket. means it, it's 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 just change to you. You know, yeah. this money it's pocket change. This money. It's like yeah, Some it's walking like, money. It's like if Jeff Bezos were to donate a thousand dollars to charity. Right. It's right. Like you. It's like pennies for him. <laughs> Probably not even pennies. Yeah. When once you get to the billions, that's like a you point made zero that zero. in right in in like half half, half the not time even. it took you or a quarter of the time it took you to make that donation. Right. <laughs> By the time you click the mouse, you already you made more than yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's so crazy, dude. But yeah, I love that one. So basically, Jared, this one is usually used to describe a rich person who spends quite a lot of money on something but for him to her like you said not a big deal mm-hmm. it's not a big deal at all yeah you know so yeah that number that number everyone has that number though because i remember when i was a kid you know when, when we were kids like right. spending ten dollars that that was that meant something sure like up until you're about 10 or something like that right um you know, but then once once I feel like, uh, granted, that kind of meant something at college too. Let's be honest. <laughs> You're not wrong. But I feel like once, wrong. like I had like a steady job, like it was like I don't know forty dollars, and then maybe a hundred dollars, where it's like I can do this and be and like maybe it's it's not a, it's not nothing, but it's like you can do it, and it's like oh, I can just do that and not freak out, you know? Right. Um, a hundred might be a stretch. I don't know who I'm kidding. As I said that, I'm like, no, I, I think about that a lot. <laughs> right, me too, dude. <laughs> but like, say like twenty dollars for example, sure. where it's like that's you know I could do that and not think about it. I right. s- spend a lot and carry out. That's probably a waste. So right. yeah, yeah, for sure. What do you? What else you got? Oh yeah, my last one's Tagalog from the Philippines. Uh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. from the yeah, Philippines, yeah. and it's a. Uh, uh, well, this is kind of a. What would you? Well, Finglish, Philippines English, okay, I sure. guess I should yeah. say. Because it's nosebleed ako. I am having a nosebleed. Is that like uh, being incredibly frustrated? So you're like super angry? Okay. So you're having a conversation with someone mm-hmm. and they're making you very angry. Okay. Why are they making you angry? That's why you because have a nosebleed. They're, because they're lying to my face. No, they're not lying to you. They're provoking me. They're not provoking you. They are. They're explaining something to you. Okay. And it's giving you a nosebleed. Oh, it's too hard to comprehend. There you go. It's too, oh, I like that. I can't understand you. Okay. I like that. I picture like a uh, Professor Xavier from X-Men. Okay. Like where he's like trying, use, you know, he has like the power of, um, what is telekinesis, it? Telekinesis, Yeah, right? telekinesis right. or whatever. Or is it like where he can like control other people's minds right. and thoughts with his own mind. Right. I picture him trying to like control a whole city at once and he's in the chair and he's just like focusing really hard and, and he has like a single nosebleed yeah, yeah, going dude. down. For sure. For <laughs> and sure. He just passes out at the end. Right. Well, that kind of reminds me as well of uh, uh, Stranger Things. I've never seen that before. Yeah, the girl gets a nosebleed usually like when she uses They have powers. superpowers in that show? Um, you got to watch it. I'm Is that the cowboy you. show? No. no. Uh-uh. 
the cowboy show. Okay, Stranger. Uh, the kids involved in that, yeah, right? Yeah, dude, yeah. I started watching Euphoria. Le- was it okay. last night? Mm-hmm. That show was way too intense, bro. Was it okay? I I, I couldn't handle it. <laughs> I got right. like ten minutes in, okay. and I'm like, this is the. Uh, maybe I'll watch it. But I'm, are you familiar with Euphoria? I've never seen it. Everyone's obsessed with it online. Okay. And I was like, all right, let me check this shit out. And I was like, this is intense. You know, it's because it's sure. like they're high schoolers, but they got like drug addictions and whatnot. Damn. And okay. Like, and I used to like that stuff. I liked the OC. I liked Degrassi. But I'm just like, I can't. This, I can't do this right now. Sure. <laughs> I can't watch sure. these kids. Too intense. <laughs> I feel you, dude. Don't want to get riled up before bed, you know, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Well, Jared, I got one, one last untranslatable for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is also Thai. And it's. Which means friend eat, find easy, friends die, find hard. Friend eat, find easy, friend die, find hard. Mm -hmm. I would say it would be like friends to go out and eat dinner with easy. Um, Oh, it's like acquaintances are a dime a dozen, but it's hard to find a ride or die N-word. Bro, you're black. You could have said it. Yeah, but I don't oh, like saying it around white people. I don't like them to okay. think that. Uh, oh, I wouldn't start. What do no, you think no, if you no, start no, no, saying no, no, it around no. me? I'm just gonna be like, "Sup, my." No, no, I just don't <laughs> want them to think that I'm that comfortable around them. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I need to always have my slight guard up, you know. Okay. That's and it's fair. like if I start saying, oh, if I start saying it, it's like, no, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't know why I didn't. Say I mean, it. I don't, I don't ever hear you say it, so that's fair. I say it all the time <laughs> uh, when I listen to uh, music. <laughs> I wonder why, Jared. It's almost like those are some of the song lyrics or something. Uh, uh, and I, I do say it around black people. I don't like saying it around white people. It doesn't sure. feel weird. Anyway. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah. We can do I, a whole episode on that. Why Jared doesn't like saying the N-word around uh, there we go. black people. All right. To, stay tuned, folks. Yeah, next, next episode. episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, you're completely right, though, about this uh, untranslatable, you know, um, which it totally makes sense. Like, and what they say here is, you know, party friends are easy to find. True friends are rare. Sure. Right. You know, that's big, like in high school and college too. Oh, without a doubt. Where it's like, yeah, there are a bunch of people. Like I hung out with a bunch of people in high school and I don't right. talk to just about all of them anymore. Right. Well, you know, I see some parallels with this untranslatable and also our episode today, Jared, the fact that a lot of times when you live as an expat, you might make a lot of those quote unquote party friends. Mm-hmm. But I, at least in my experience, I've always found at least one or two. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying ride or die, but people that I are, you know, consider very close friends. Yeah, it's hard to build up th- those friendships in in what you know, ten months, right? Six to ten months or whatever, sure. six months to a year. Yeah, it, it's almost impossible to um, to to build a friendship that that lasts the test of time. You sure, know? sure, for sure. I get that. I get that. Right, but yeah, well, Jared, let's talk about expat life. We did talk at the top of the show about what um, an expat is, but just to recap, it's basically someone who's living oh, in yeah. a different country. Um, and really, expat life is obviously all that comes with being an expat somewhere else, because there's a lot of things I think that people don't expect when it comes to what it takes and what it's like living abroad. So other than... does ex- I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the definition, and it says a person who lives outside their native country, as I said right. earlier. Yep. But does it at least have to be? And I know I just read the definition, mm-hmm. but I in my head I feel like it it's generally connected to a job of some sort. Well, I think like if you someone think just that if someone you, just moves just to move to a new country, are they still an expatriate? Yes. yes. So it's like, 
Dude, people who retire. You got all those old white dudes who retire and go live in like Thailand and the Philippines. And they're shit. expatriates? Yeah. They're, they're not uh, okay. Yeah. They're not just like uh okay. So really interesting. You know, that makes me think about, you know, our, our terminology for specifically um uh, people from, you know, Mexico or like Central America get the alien term which generally yeah, so is stupid, is considered man. uh, you know, not acceptable, which I, I agree with. So the you know the term is is expatriate. There's a term and there's been a yep. term for it. Yep. Yeah. We just just get, give it the like a derogatory term. Right. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Because yeah, I, I always I always yeah, and I guess that that's how the term was obviously introduced to me. Sure. I, that, the first time I learned it was because uh, uh, you know of a job, and obviously at my school I was surrounded by people that were sure. there because of their parents' jobs yeah. primarily. You were in an expat circle really when you were growing up in Germany. If yeah. you think about it, yeah, like my neighborhood, national school, exactly. Most of my friends in my neighborhood um, were, most of them went to my school. Some mm-hmm. of them didn't, but you know, most of them did. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And right. I'm sure that's part of the reason why that neighborhood was even uh, brought up to my parents, because none of them worked at the same company as as my parents. Sure, but I'm sure that that neighborhood it was, was kind of the expat spot. Right, right, right. Sure. Yeah, I'm definitely. Sure, yeah, there must have been some sort yeah. of setup there where it's like this is a good area where you'll definitely meet expats. You know, oh for sure. But Jared, before we even jump into what is expat life, I'd like to talk about. Like I said, I got a whole list of things here today, yeah, Jared. Yeah. So I'm excited. Um, you know, why why would people actually want to become an expat? You know, because it's not easy necessarily to just move abroad. There's a lot of things you have to consider. You know, is there going to be a language barrier? What's the cost of living? Do you have accommodations when you get there? You know, but why might someone even want to become an expat, do you think? Um, I'll tell you. Can I tell you why I want to become an expat? Oh, of course I'm you not, can. I'm not here to tell you. Or why I would want to become one. I can't Absolutely. tell you why some other people would, but I can tell you why I would want to become one. I would want to become one for, uh, once again, my, when I think about expat, I think about um, working abroad. Working abroad. Yeah, yeah, and I think sure. about, so if I think about expat, I think it's a great way to move to another country with mm-hmm. a financial and sort of structural safety net to it. Sure. So I like the idea of, like, if I were to do it with a company, there would obviously be a stipend to move. There would be some sort of probably third-party company that is experienced with moving Americans to Europe or Asia or whatever that walk that holds your hand through the whole process. Sure, um, that's a huge help too because dealing with bureaucracy abroad, especially if it's done in a foreign language, like good luck. Yeah, exactly. And it's and it's a lot easier, I'd imagine, with a job because yeah. oh, company um, support for sure. Because generally, a, a, a lot of countries don't like to let people in just for no reason. Right. So if you're if you're there with a specific employment already, you know, planned out and ready to go, then you're more likely to get the living or work visa or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would, and then so I would say just for the exper- uh, chance to experience new culture, mm-hmm. um, for maybe maybe to like like uh, dis. Dis uh dissatisfaction with their with with home. I'm saying there, but I'm talking about myself. Right, right. You know, wanting uh, or maybe uh food also. Yeah. Um, wanting to uh test my uh sort of uh comfort zone. You know, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, expand my professional experience. Sure. I think that will look great on a resume. Sure. Um, as well, to have done that. Getting and then also. Some more connections, too, in different places. Yeah. And then also the good thing about um, doing it through a company like that is is there's usually like some sort of end date to it. Because I, mm-hmm. I don't think I want to just live abroad in some other country for the rest of my life. I don't know sure. if I want to be a permanent expat. Sure. So if you do it with, through a company, usually it's some sort of assignment where they give you opportunities to uh, keep going or you can look for a new job in another place or something like that. So I would also say uh, for sort of that, you know just the comfort the option that way you have that really the option to either stay if you want or to or to go back uh to your home sure because when i um when i came back from germany as a kid and like uh i was probably 15 just about to turn 16 um even i i really enjoyed my time in germany but when i heard that i it was time to go back and you know my parents told me or whatever whenever that was like you know halfway through the school year or whatever i don't know um, like I, there was no, it wasn't like extreme sadness. Like, oh no, I was right. kind of like, all right, I guess I'm kind of ready to go back. You know, 16, I'm going to get, get to, it's going to be a completely different vibe. I'm going to get to drive a car now. Sure. <laughs> you know, that's obviously not an option if I'm living in Germany. Right. So I was kind of like, so I, I, I enjoyed coming back almost as much as I enjoyed going there. And, uh, and so I do like having that option, that sort of safety net to be like, well, whenever sure. I, I, can, I have that option to come back kind of whenever I want. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, within that's a, you know re- realistic terms. Right. But well, yeah, that's a big plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say another like reason why I would like to become an expat as well is just the oh, fact language skills too. Also, I, I want that. You one too. literally just <laughs> took the took the words right out of my mouth. But yeah, that's have, a big one for yeah, me too. Because language barriers can I can tell you firsthand, Jared, that language barriers, especially when I was in China, it's um. It can make life really difficult, dude. Like just basic oh, yeah. tasks. You need somebody there with you to help you. I mean, even in the Czech Republic, like my mentor was kind enough to, to like go to the bank with me to open the bank account. The funny thing is, though, I what, and I, I and I and I'm still feel like I, I still feel like I, I'm sort of sheltering myself in the sense where it's like in my head, it's like, oh, ideally, I'd go somewhere in Europe. But it's like, well, I've been there before. I understand. Dude, what if you got a job offer in like Japan or something? Would you take it? Uh, maybe yeah. Your contract, you're going to Japan a year. Yeah, I'd do that for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. Well, cause I think I, I think the, the the opportunity theoretically, not like there's anything on the horizon or anything. That's what I'm saying. Right. But theoretically, right. the opportunity exists for 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 China because mm-hmm. I do know coworkers that have uh, gone to China and right. uh, American coworkers. And um, it'd be a wild ride, dude. I can tell you firsthand. <laughs> oh yeah, no, of course. So that 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 would be that would be tough for me because you know, as I told you, I I get sort of nervous about something like like that because I I, I hate the idea of being like sticking out like so sore thumbly. Yeah. To that extent, yeah. And strangers wanting to touch my hair or whatever. Or I don't take know. pictures with yeah, you. Yeah, 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 dude. I don't it's... like taking pictures with myself, <laughs> let alone strangers coming up because right. I'm some sort of cartoon. I probably more have pictures of you from our college days, like when I screenshotted stupid Snapchat. You definitely do, since I you deleted Facebook. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I, I have, sure. I have very few pictures of myself since Facebook right. got deleted. That's right. Probably kept some Dude, it was hilarious though. Um, somebody pointed out to me the other day I don't have like updated Facebook photos for like two years. And part of me was kinda like, Good. 
Like, yeah, you know, who cares? Like, they, you don't you know. hang out with people that post on Facebook anymore. That's literally what it true. is. True, true. <laughs> You're right, though, dude. You're right. You have a Facebook that you probably don't really post on that much. Nope. And you don't have you don't nope. hang out with people that post on Facebook. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Do your roommates post on Facebook like that? Mm-mm. Yeah, they're not nope. like, hey, let's get a selfie. I'm going to nope. put this on my Facebook. Yeah, definitely Hanging not. with the roomies playing right? pool. Exactly. <laughs> oh, dude, we got a ping pong tabletop. Oh, you did? Yep. So I'm you're going to have back. to come over. I'm yep. coming back. You're going to have to come over. We'll play some ping pong. I'm coming back. But yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Um, speaking of like random hobbies in the basement, though, that can also be a fun reason uh, to become an expat, though, man. Like all the yeah. different things you can try out. Like my roommate was telling me, about it's super affordable in Thailand to get like Muay Thai and like like kickboxing training. Mm. And dude, can you imagine just like if you lived in Thailand for like a year and it was super cheap, you could just like go and do kickbox uh, kickboxing like two three times a week. Yeah, you get in good yeah. shape, dude. Oh yeah, learn how to protect yourself too. That's right. Um, I think about that with the opportunity with the potential to like go to Europe or something. I think Play about some football. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. dude. Just like the the. The, Just don't embarrass us Americans, Jared. <laughs> I, I I think I can hold my own. I held I my own when can. I lived there. I think you can. I would certainly wasn't one of the worst. I wasn't one of the best, but I certainly wasn't right. one of the worst when I lived there before. Um, thinking of you. Oh no, I'm not going to start naming names. <laughs> <laughs> People that were worse than me. Right. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, this guy. And yeah. This guy. Um, <laughs> there was Peter. There was Victor. Uh, there was uh, no. There, I'm not anyway. Um, but um. Yeah, so I, I definitely think about that too. Just the accessibility to um, to uh, to sport in general. Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. if I were to be in Europe and have like a job, I would certainly try to figure out how to go to like a Formula One race or something. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be cool, awesome. Well, that's true, dude. You bring up a great point about how you know the excitement of being an expat is also just all the cool new stuff you can see mm-hmm. like when we when we were in vienna how accessible and cheap all these amazing classical like music concerts were and yeah. operas and shit for you know? like yeah Three for Euros, literally dude. pocket change you yeah. could go yeah see like perf- like world renowned right uh you know orchestras or plays right. and stuff like that yeah yep. that's true yeah and the standing room exactly and of course dude all the amazing different foods and street food and stuff you can try like, dude, just thinking of like a like a good. Case you say that as someone right that went now? to. You say that as someone that lived in China for uh, a couple months, or not mm-hmm. a couple months, but how how much street food were you trying? Not a ton, mostly just baozi, which are like the they're kind of like I think they're dumplings, but they're different than like this. They're th- fatter dumplings. I think it's a different like dough or something with it. Thicker dough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they're different than like if you if like here if you just go go to like the grocery store buy like dumplings. Sure. They're different, I think, than bautza. Okay. Um, but they're but they're pretty good. Like at two or three a.m. after you've had some drinks, some uh, is that is that like the um is that like the drunk food? It's one of them. Yeah, for sure. Also, like chicken skew, like uh, it's like an Indonesian be chicken satay basically, where it's like skewered on a stick. You can get those sometimes outside in China. So you you were confident in a, in a number of of street places. I had a couple of them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But I wasn't I wasn't nearly as adventurous as some of my coworkers. But, if, <clears throat> but like if you were in Germany, you you would just stop at any old, and not even if it wasn't one that you could be like, this place has been verified as a place I can go to. Right. Yeah, and well, I would too. I mean, I would. Right. Too. Well, no, I'm. It's funny you say that though, Jared. I, last time I was in Germany, I was a little more picky with my with my donor and my 
the food I got. I mean, just because I, I was there for a shorter time. I certainly eye it if I'll be right. like, this place kind of looks like it'll be shitty. Right. <laughs> but then I won't go. Oh, for but sure. But I wouldn't go because I'm concerned about my health. Right. I'd go because I'd be concerned about it not the tasting as good as a different food. place. Exactly. For sure. For sure. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's really crazy, though, how different expat life is, I think, to living in your home country, right? Um, as I mentioned, language differences can be, you know, that barrier, especially if you've never experienced it before. You know, like people who move abroad to a new country for the first time. Mm-hmm. I would always recommend try to learn like some basic phrases just because I think it's kind of respectful. You know what I mean? Like like if you're like an American and you're living in Asia, <clears throat> a lot of Asian people, actually, it's funny. If you can speak the language, you surprise them a lot more than if you can't. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we got German lessons at our house for a couple months, like oh, two cool. or three months okay. in the U.S. before we moved. Were you taking notes pretty intensely or were you just like, whatever? Um, are those the only two options? I would no, probably you, was somewhere in between okay, there. Okay. <clears throat> I wasn't I wasn't like, uh, ooh, I'm going to get this all before I'm being a perfect. But I also wasn't like, F this. I don't give a shit. I, right, I was sure. I was middle and i was middle involved okay sure and it was a good age where you know it's stuff sinks in pretty easily mm-hmm. at 11 or whatever yeah for sure absolutely um so i'm wondering though too Jen. Yeah. so have you gotten to this list yet uh i'm, I'm getting to it right oh, okay, now. okay okay yeah okay. I'm, I'm wondering as well you know you talked about why you'd want to become an expat right which which were all a lot of great reasons but i'm wondering though too like how how can how can we actually live a happy expat life? For me, I think when I'm looking back at my time in China and the Czech Republic, um, I don't know. Are we allowed to count our study abroad year in Austria, or does that not count? I mean, I guess technically, based off of what expat, I would I would have said no before this, but based off the definition, I guess we were an expat. Okay, we were a person who lived outside of our native country for right. uh, six or whatever more than six months, however long that was. Right. Sure. Um, for me, I think living a happy expat life, well, I mentioned the language barrier already, so I will just say it. If you can learn some of the language or even take some language lessons, I think that can really improve your overall experience in that foreign country, just because I don't think people realize how like mentally taxing it is to be around. It, it depends. Like I'm the type of person where I try to pay attention to what's going on around me a little bit, and if I don't know the language, like after a while, it gets just like... At the end of the day, you'll just feel kind of exhausted. Like your brain will feel almost like overworked. Is that how you felt in China? Because you were sure in China in a constant state. Like there was no like in Czech Republic. Not that you became fluent, but that sort of probably settled down a bit where you start recognizing things. Yes. Oh, I started to understand a lot. Actually, Mm -hmm. I'm surprised. I can still watch some interviews in Czech. I don't get. I would say I get twenty thirty percent. Okay, but it's still it's still enough to pick up shit here. But in there. China, you probably really never got to a place Not where you're comfortable like or close probably. to it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I knew a couple basic phrases. I so it was just mentally characters. exhausting to yes. go out and yes. like with with plans of going to right like places. Exactly. Yeah, I guess you have to like actively prepare to a much yeah. higher degree and be or very highly prepared yeah depends solely on your goddamn cell phone because when i was in yeah. china dude that was like a legit fear of mine like i would get stuck somewhere really far away oh, from battery. my apartment my phone dies it's like having like an electric car in 2010 or something right like exactly <laughs> you're just stuck straining at the side of the road right uh, yeah well and the thing was where i lived i mean there was a bus system but i didn't have a bus card I couldn't have told you what stop was near. I didn't understand any of the street names, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so, and I basically took the equivalent of Chinese Uber, Didi. 
when I lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but it was also dirt cheap, dude. Like there were a couple times where I was in Beijing. We went during like peak hours, and I checked my bank account the next day, and it was like twenty bucks, and we had like six or seven rides. Oh, nice. Yeah. So did you ever? T- oh wow. Did you ever take uh, like public transportation while you were there? Yeah. When I was in Beijing, we took okay. the, the the subway. Like, subway. Um, in Shanghai, oh, what do we? But take? they're not not in um, not in Jinan. No. no, they're still building a subway in Jinan. But do they have like uh, not that you took it or not? But do they have like uh, buses? There? That's it. Yeah, just yeah. buses. And you didn't take yeah. them. You probably didn't no. need to. No. Yeah, no, because I was within walking distance. Sure. That's another thing though too. Like you mentioned, expat and working. Um, I think it like to have a happy expat life. Um, I think it's really important to have obviously a very fulfilling job or you know you really enjoy working with your coworkers because i think if you move somewhere and then you're in a shitty job situation like it's just going to ruin the whole experience here's another reason why <clears throat> excuse me here's another reason why i would really like to be an expat so i could travel to other countries that yes. i don't yes otherwise have access to that was one of the greatest things about living in germany is that now you name just about any western european country i've been there in right. a number of countries that aren't also in West Europe that I've been to, not all of them, obviously, like Western Europe, and right. then I've been to countries in Africa that I only really went to because I, uh, not maybe not be only because I lived in Germany, but that's when I did it. Like that's when the and so it was just the accessibility to places that you don't otherwise have such easy accessibility to this was so awesome so it's like while you're here this is the time to get in all your traveling on these other places because otherwise it's going to cost you thousands of dollars to get there and back it's a game changer dude i mm-hmm. mean you know the fact i was able to go to mongolia bali yeah. had i have stayed in asia longer i would have checked off a lot more places yeah i mean i couldn't tell you how many times i've been to france i've been to belgium another a number of times netherlands right. a number of times right it's, it's i love that stuff luxembourg i've been there i've been to all those sort of countries switzerland italy right spain portugal i love it you I know it's it. kind of weird as well jared is being able to say like when people ask you oh have you ever been here and you've yeah. been there so many times where it's like oh yeah i've been there like yeah. even even for me i think i've been to berlin now like at least seven or eight times really it's yeah Damn. It's it's first time I went was with you a couple of years ago. That was fun, dude. I, yeah. Oh, that's right. I I couldn't believe that was your your first time. Yeah. But see, I even went to Berlin. I think two or three times that year when I was in the Czech Republic. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then I went two times when I was with MSU. Mm-hmm. Um. And then uh, a time as well with my parents, and I think another time with my dad, maybe. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, but it's you're right though. Like having that easy accessibility, and also depending on where you are, it can also be dirt cheap to get to other places. Mm-hmm. You know, like a train ticket doesn't cost that much money if you plan it properly. A bus, dude. Like we or went even from like, Berlin to Prague for like what, like ten, fifteen bucks, if that. With like, what did we take, Flixbus? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that was yeah. That was super convenient. Yep. Like three hours, and it was more comfortable than I thought it would be. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad um yeah and then the, it was it was great when i when i got back to berlin too so yeah no that's that's uh that that is that is a big a big thing for me is, right. is just the ability to hit up and it's like and and then you also have sort of uh a little bit of urgency right because sure. you're like I, i'm not gonna be able to go to whatever country uh that i'm close to uh without spending a bunch of money in a, in a couple of years so i better do it now yeah <laughs> you know? Oh, for sure. So I do like the urgency behind that, too. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Kind of forces you to, to do it if you actually think yeah. you want to do it. Yeah. Well, and it's weird, too, just how kind of time works as, as your life as an expat, right? Like, 
Um, I can tell you, dude, Move like, check, yeah, Czech Republic and China both flew by so quickly. The year in Vienna, dude. But the interesting thing about time and being an expat as well is it comes in waves, right? At least for me, when, especially when we got to Austria, those first couple of months, I think I was in a honeymoon stage. Yeah. Then, like, I don't think I had this for very long, but then, like, there's another stage where it's... Um, uh, some people get some culture shock. I don't think you and I got it because we could speak German and we had been to Europe before. Yeah. But like absolute culture shock, I would say, was like when I went to China. Like there was a moment, I think maybe Definitely. I've told this story on the podcast that before, but there was this moment where I went to the grocery store and dude, just seeing all the live like seafood and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything in, the, in like like that in my life before. Right. And so seeing that kind of made me realize like, like obviously, you know, you're in China, but that's when I think it really sunk in like, you're really Holy out of your shit, depth. Yeah. 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 You know, and then like just walking around the grocery store and not knowing what half of the stuff was because I couldn't read the characters. Mm-hmm. Right. So like realizing, I think like having that cultural shock is pretty crazy. And I think for China, for me, it lasted about a couple weeks. And then I think I just kind of uh, like, dude, there was kind of a short time period in China where I didn't even want to leave my apartment. Um, just because it was kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Like just the, th- the thought of going anywhere, I can't communicate with anyone really. Um, half the stuff, like I don't know what this is. Like I said, like it's kind of taxing on your brain. You know? Did you ever just go for walks? Just yes. like un- un- I would do know, that and I'd put in my headphones. Sort of walks and just, yeah, just looking around. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. thankfully, my, my apartment complex, it was really easy As to a, see where see, it was. Because yeah. it was this huge block, dude, and just all the buildings looked the same. I, I don't know how the streets are set up there. Very well, like kind of block like well grid, depending where grid, you are okay well i mean where you were right where i was it was more block like because for, sure. for me when i was in philly you know i did a lot of maps off walking um, right and it, it was a great way for me to um to learn uh to learn like my way around sure and to learn how how the streets worked and so that's how i started learning like okay oh so the numbers go east and west and then if i'm at this you know i could you know and so uh, definitely that made me more comfortable. Obviously, sure. China's a little different, and right. there's a lot more barriers well, to dude, comfortable. Well, dude, and it's, it's crazy. The thing with China, though, and walking around is every place there has gates. And usually in China, they have like a north, north, south, east, west entrance. What right? do you mean gate? A gate. Like literally, a lot of times it's built very beautifully, but it's like a gate or a wall. Like a fence? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Like an actual... I don't you know, know if you meant like a gate, like... Well, you know, and then the they ornate have like a gate. ones. Well, then that they just have those design, too. or you meant actually blocking you. No, they well, they have yeah, they have both. Okay. Um, and so and it's pretty common then in China. So what that means is you can't really cut corners. Like you have to walk always on the sidewalk, stuff like that. And the other mm. crazy thing too was like just how ginormous my campus was. Like I didn't even. I don't think I even walked a third of it, dude. Mm. Like I got lost coming home. Like my first week there. <laughs> Shandong Normal. Yeah, University. Shandong Normal University in Jinan. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, very good. One um, thing that makes me nervous about mm-hmm. being an expatriate, IOT, no, I'm kidding, <laughs> is um, I'm not very socially outgoing. Mm. And, and that's making a, friends can be a difficult part of it. And sometimes they, sometimes if you, like, if you especially go through a company, they give you those channels to sort of ease you along, like, you right. know, move, like pointing you towards a neighborhood where a bunch of other expats live or whatever. Sure. But still, you 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 have to put in your own personal effort to right. be outgoing and yep. and meet people, sure. um, which I think probably really improves your uh, experience. I mean, it improved yeah. mine as a kid, obviously, oh, being, uh, having absolutely. kids to play with and stuff uh, right. that were right around the corner from me. Um, so I th- so that is something. It wouldn't stop me as an adult 
but it would bother me if I'm there and I and in my lack of social outgoingness held me back. We all we all need people in our lives. You know, like when I it was funny when I was in the Czech Republic, my mentor was smart enough where my entire office was women. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny in the Czech Republic, like she was just like, yeah, you, you need a man friend. Like you need a guy to go. And she's right. You know, like if I think it works both ways, like if if you have a girl going somewhere and it's only guys in her office, like she might want to have a female friend as well, mm-hmm. you know, just because it's a little bit different, you know. And so like Pavel and I would like hang out. We would drink beer. We would play guitar. We, you know, listen to or watch like concerts on like TV um and the funny thing was too he taught me a lot of czech i taught him a lot of english especially when we would go out to chikarna you've been there before that Mm -hmm. little bar in Komutov. yeah with that weird room in the yep (laughs) yep yep but you know that i mean that's the thing though is you're right friends are are a super important part of having a good expat experience i think playing sports or doing like activities is a great way to meet people yeah especially Um, soccer mm -hmm. that works right just about everywhere except here yeah well, I went to hockey games in Komutov. They had like a you know pro team, and so we would go to the games, and that was a great way to meet people. I want to move to Brazil and get proficient at doing the beach soccer, juggle, or oh, yeah, juggle back and forth, or even play soccer volleyball, my chest, yeah, soccer volleyball, doing too. flips and shit like you know bicycle <laughs> kick yeah. spike or something. They would yeah, get dude. so annoyed with me out there, right. slowing them, slowing everyone. Here down. comes Hare again. <laughs> it's probably not the right. Everyone accent, move yeah. in, right for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think another interesting thing about an expat experience, though, as well, Jared, is how some folks can be judged based on their their jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So, since I was an English teacher in China, that is kind of a loaded question because there's so many different types of English teachers. Mm-hmm. You have the expats who come over here, and I hate to say this, man, but a lot of people kind of consider these teachers who work at like after school training centers as kind of like not having any other skills. Like, they can't find work back in their home countries. Because mm-hmm. you see it like South Africans, people from the UK, Americans, where it's basically like these people basically might have gotten a college degree, but they didn't really have any like good marketable skills. And so they would just move to Asia to teach. Or some yeah. people just do that a year or a couple of years after college. So it's not like it's a highly quote unquote skilled profession. When I can tell you, someone who also does work as a teacher, though, to be a decent teacher, it does take a lot of. Um, training a lot of work, a lot of practice as well. Um, no, so it doesn't. He's lying to you. It's <laughs> easy. Anyone could do it. I would love to see you teach, Jared. I think that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting, all right. <laughs> but but you know, so like, and the, the funny thing was, I talked to people in China who, when I would tell them I was an English teacher, mm-hmm. they'd sometimes kind of look at me and I'd go, "I teach at like this university." And the funny thing was, I met people in Jinan. I even met some Chinese people in Jinan and um, like from Jinan, not just Westerners, foreigners, right? Mm-hmm. And these Chinese people that I would meet, I'd tell them I'm a teacher. And, and I think someone would almost look at me like, oh, if he teaches at like a training school, like, you know. That's just like you're hired by like just rich people to. Well, that too, that can be another option. The training schools are more, um, I mean, you can make decent money at some of them, mm. but it's, um, Oops, it's. Um, it's a whole different experience than teaching at like a college or university and it's looked at by people way differently Mm. you know when i say yeah i teach it you know i taught at shandong normal university um a lot of people are like oh that's such a good school blah blah Uh, blah college professor has a better yeah yeah better rep of course in the u.s college professors oh for sure respectable than being a middle school teacher right exactly um 
But it's interesting how just like you can really be judged based on your profession. And also, uh, I was talking to my my housemates about this. The fact that there are a lot of like obviously older older dudes that go to like Thailand or the Philippines or some of these countries in in Asia where they go they, they're retired and a lot of them go and also just kind of go to like find a find a young hot wife as well yeah you yeah, know yeah. so and they call those people do you know what they call them jared no some of them well these people aren't necessarily all the old retired guys, x let me guess no i don't, I don't know sex pats ah, yeah you damn, know these I are like the old that. guys that you know travel to different countries to get mm-hmm. you know sexual sex. services yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah see that's funny as a uh, as a kid you know going to an international school mm-hmm. i don't think i mean there were certainly kids that we knew were like suit properly rich like one of my friends on my soccer team his dad uh was the was the manager for Bayer leverkusen for a bit okay. used to be a professional soccer player Damn. there's another kid that that's pretty impressive like so there are a couple kids that like we knew we're like properly rich, but in general, it's like if you're at that school, like you kind of have to be like a certain like so like sort of the at least in my experience, sort of like the 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 you know the the financial class thing right. didn't really exist because it's like at the school because it's like if you go to the school, you probably have a certain level of money to even be able to have like right. move to from a different country sure. and be at the school. So yeah, it, it was it was it was interesting to that yeah that wasn't really. Something that that was, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, like I feel like that's sort of like a stereotypical, like a judgment, something mm-hmm. to judge people on. Yeah, for but sure. But it's like no one's poor that goes also to like an international school that costs, you know, probably tens of thousands. Yeah, definitely of dollars not. To go to. No, I, I would say, yeah, most likely not, for sure. Um, yeah, another another part of living an expat life as well, though, Jared, is um, just kind of knowing that you know, your days in some ways are kind of numbered, you know, like a lot of times, like you Mm -hmm. said, not, I mean, sure, there are certain jobs where you might be able to move abroad and you could just, you know, work there permanently basically, or as long as you want it. Right. But a lot of times it can be a set time period. I like that. I like Mm -hmm. that. The set time period. Like you're going to be here for a year. This is your end date. I'd probably want it to be longer than a year, but yeah, I like that. What would your ideal kind of time abroad? What, what would you want? How long? Three to six years. Okay. I'd say two years, but yeah, I think three might not be too bad either. I would say three to six. Okay. If I like the place, I'd sure. say three to six. Okay. Yeah. And, and I was in Germany for four. That was good. I, I um I, I could I could have I would have been fine leaving or finishing out high school there, which would have put me at six, I guess, if I stayed for the final two years of high school. Okay. Um and I think you know what? I'd say four to four to eight. I could, I, or excuse me, three to eight. Okay. I'm not. I, I, if, if, if I like the place, I, I, I could stay there for a bit. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Really get into a groove. Really get that yeah. language locked in. Yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, that's. I think one of the things that gets me so excited about like being an expat or living abroad is just that opportunity. Mm-hmm. to learn because f- it's so much easier dude really build up a connection it, it, yeah. you know once again eight, eight hopefully i like the place <laughs> well, of course and then you're building oh, up sorry. some sort of sorry my, that was my you're foot good. so it's building up some sort of connection that could also the longer you're there the more of a long-term connection mm-hmm. you'll have with um that Start area and know like people at restaurants more likely to go, go back to. later probably the longer right. you've been there right i feel like so yeah i Friends would say some locals for sure 
Yeah, 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 more reasons to want to go back, maybe. Right. Of course. So, yeah, so I would say three to eight. Okay. that's. You know what's interesting, too, though, Jared, with that time frame is I feel like a lot of times when you live abroad, there's like a honeymoon period. Yeah. Right? Then I think there is I also... I feel like that's the first year. Could be. And then I think also, though, there's this uh, kind of period of everything sucks here. You know, everything's mm. better. Like, some people, I think, <laughs> like, resort to that. Um, because I think like it's, it's like lost, it's like exciting, grief. almost yeah. Well, it's just it's just when you move past that honeymoon phase where like I feel like the honeymoon phase like everything's kind of fun and exciting. Like oh, I get to go do this thing. after honeymoon. Homesickness kind of yep. starts to s- yep. sink in a little bit yep. before you get comfortable. Absolutely, start but, remembering all the things that made it so much easier right. to be. Oh my back god, I home. can't have ranch dressing. No free refills. What? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I can't live here for another three years. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you mean I have to pay more than five dollars a gallon? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. I probably had experiences like that as a kid, but it's so hard to remember when I was right. that young. Um, but I could definitely imagine you had a, a, many of those feelings in Czech Republic and definitely, definitely. in China as well. De- oh yeah, for sure. Where it was even more foreign of a concept yep. for you. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right though. I mean, that time frame, three to six years. Like I said, I think for me, like two would be good. But you're right. If you really want to kind of cement like some like relationships and really like you said get your i think you have to live somewhere longer than two years to really pick up the language really really well. i agree you could probably pick it up fine enough to get around while you're there yeah but it's not going to stick long term at our age especially no Um, if you're there three to six dude if you're there six i'm sorry i feel like i could live almost anywhere in the world and in six years i would be fluent chinese yes okay without a doubt Yes. Yeah, I mean, years? I guess I was. Ju- yeah. I guess I was just about getting there at four when I right. W- like, sure. I was probably. I was. I, I wasn't gonna. Say, I'm not gonna say I was fluent, but I would certainly say I was just about getting there when at four years. Yeah, that that doesn't surprise. But by me. by like a year, I was probably good enough to get around. Like by the survival and order stuff. Food. And I mean, whatnot. that was kind of me in the Czech Republic in about like ten, eleven months. I wish yeah. I could have been there. But four, I could. I, 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 by by the time I was leaving, unfortunately, is right. when I could just fully just hold my own. And just, you know, have conversations and whatnot. Sure. And then I left, and then it slowly just started going away. <laughs> right. I guess we got to start speaking some German, dude. You did the other day yep. when I was at your house, and I was still thrown off. I was like, are we is this, are we about to start doing this? I got That's nervous. Right. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Scaring you, Jared. But, um, yeah. You're right, though. I mean, and the, the language part is a huge, huge key, I think, of... I think that's also what makes living abroad so fun and exciting, too, because you grow so much, mm-hmm. you know? Um, one thing I want to do, though, today, Jared, to wrap up our episode is I want, with you, I want to come up with a pros and cons list of expat life or life as an expat. Okay. So you, so we can just go back and forth. You give a pro, I'll give a pro. Uh, ability to travel. Okay, that's a great one. I would say, um, well, we've already talked about it, but like improving language skills. Um, I would say, um, I would say, uh, meeting new people. Oh, that's a great one. I think ideally, some, I guess. Right. Uh, well, yeah, you certainly have the opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. I would say another big one, um, with, uh, being an expat is also in, in a way you kind of have like a blank slate to some degree. Oh yeah. It's kind of like when you go to college or something. Right. Yeah. Start fresh. I can, I yeah. can. 
People can perceive me however they want. Right. None of that high school right. baggage. People is, can is start calling you Lewis or something. <laughs> you know, you could. Yeah. Why Lewis? Uh, why Lewis? Isn't that, wasn't Lewis that Hamilton? the name? Well, no. Was, remember we were talking about names a while back, and you mentioned you like. Oh the name yeah, Lewis. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you could like that's just the thing. It's such a blank name slate. that I actually. Yeah, yeah, I can't. That's true. I can't go to really any other country He's, with Jared. Right. Or Johan. Uh, yeah, I could just. Uh, yeah, that's even See? better. That's my name. Right. Right. And anywhere in Europe, people understand Johan, yep. even if that's not like even if you're in France and that's not not my be They right. understand Johan. I wonder how many a, people might think you were South African if you said your name was Johan or maybe even German. Yeah, you could be German. Yeah. Right. Or maybe I'm uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm Swiss. There you go. OK. <laughs> they speak German there. Maybe I'm Austrian. Some Schweizerdeutsch. Maybe I'm a Austrian, Swiss German. Yeah. Maybe um, Luxembourgish. Right. For sure. Um, so yeah, so I think that's that's a big one. What what are some other pros about the expat life? Experiencing foreign sport. That's a big oh, one. Oh, for me. sure. Watch some soccer, yeah. watch some Formula One. Right. Dude, I one regret Maybe I have about China rugby. was not playing table tennis. It would have been dope to play some table yeah. tennis over there. I don't know why you didn't. I mean Yeah. And then finally you'd be in, in a place where you'd Oh, just, I'd get my ass handed to me every game. But bro. I just, I it would be so, I'd be so excited that you'd finally be playing at a place where you're not constantly holding back for whatever reason. That's true. Or oh, I'm going to use my weekend on yep. this person. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like no, you got to give it your all. That was here. literally today. Who are you playing? Oh, you're with your roommates. Housemates, yeah. I don't even want to play with you, dude. Why? Because I don't, I don't, I don't. That's no fun to me. I can play you hardcore if you want. It's just my. <laughs> I don't mean to sound like an asshole, but I understand be that you're better you. than me. I understand that you're better than me, but I have no interest in playing with you if you're just gonna play games with me. That's aggravating. Oh, I won't me. toy with you. Yeah, you are because you're not. You're 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 half-assing it. I try. No, I try to make it fair. I, l- I let you play. What do you mean you're trying to make it fair though? Because you could if it would be fair if you just beat me. Well, I mean, is it is it okay? Is it really fair though if I know exactly how to serve it so you can't return it? So you just have no chance to even play. Yeah. That's not really fair. That's how I learned, though. That's how okay. you get better. All right. All right. I hate that. That I would make f- me so angry. Okay. If, if, if you were just constantly just like, well, all using your right hand, only doing it behind your back. <laughs> Between the legs. Yeah. Now. Like, oh, you got a point on me. It's like, yeah, no shit. You're blindfolded. <laughs> using, using like and you're still beating me right now, by the way. Right? right. <laughs> exactly. But you're right, though. The, the foreign sport mm. is, is a good one. Yeah. Without mm-hmm. a doubt. I mean, dude, based on where you're living, like scuba diving, skiing, snowboarding, um, you I, know. I'm not scuba diving, but I, as I mentioned. But you know what I mean. The ocean terrifies me. Right, sure. But I would ski or snowboard. I skied in, in Italy when I lived there. That was, oh, that'd be fun. That was freaking awesome. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. It was kind of um, scary at some point. Right. I don't. It. I didn't feel like I was at the skill level to do it, but right. I, I held my own. I didn't break anything. Sure. I'm kind of scared to ski as, as as the older I get. As an adult? It's just it's it's kind of like like the SpongeBob guy, my leg. It's it's like it's like being in a uh, like in your forties and or late thirties and playing basketball, you know, like pick up basketball games. Right. It's like it's just an How'd you inevitable. Tear your ACL? <laughs> That's your, yeah, you're gonna tear your ACL. Or your Achilles. Achilles. Or yeah. I have two. Uh, I have an uncle and my cousin's um, cousin's uh, uh, husband. Both tore their ACL playing basketball. Damn. One one was in his like late thirties and was just played a lot of pickup. One was in like his late forties, early fifties and was playing with my little cousins who were like, you know, eighteen, nineteen. Were they talking <laughs> shit and then you just went to ham? Yeah, I went think he was just paint. trying to keep up with children. Right, sure. <laughs> and, and it caught up with them. Yep, that's fair. And it's just like so basketball would probably not be uh, right. adults uh, a sport that I'd play until I granted I suck, but uh 
Right. Soccer, yeah, you can but yeah, four inch sports a good one. Yeah, I think another pro is at least in the beginning, it kind of feels like every day is a holiday. Yeah, in the very beginning, because it's all yeah, new, like, it's all exciting. Uh, yeah, you're looking rats. around exactly like being like uh, some what's what's that some where's that some where someone's like coming from first time in the big city, right? Looking up at all the lights. Yeah, what's my exciting. next so like sore on vacation for right. for like six months to it? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. What what else? Any, 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 oh, we can we can go with cons now. Sorry, pros. I feel like if I were to give you more pros, it'd have to be like more specific to where I'm going. That's know? fair. Sure, sure. Um, all right, let's let's go to cons. That's totally fine. I think one big con is just how every basic life task can be more difficult if you, oh, especially yeah. if you don't know the language, especially that's, navigating the bureaucracy. That's what I was gonna say. Is the conveniences that you take yep. for granted at oh, home. Oh, for sure. Yes, dude. Yes. Well, yeah. like in China, you have to go register at the police. Austria, you have to go register in the police. Yeah. I know? even remember like little things when I was a kid. Like the f- we had like three different garbage cans, which was foreign mm-hmm. to me. Um, taking taking to, your glass and paper yep. down to the corner yep. and stuff like that. Whereas it's like... Separate uh, your recycling and your trash. Yep. And, and then and then you come back to the U.S. and you feel like barbarians just, just putting it all together. <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, dude. Some people are throwing <laughs> stuff just on the street. Yeah. Savages. I saw it in Philadelphia. Just bags ripped open right. on the street. Right. Uh, and they do it in New York, too, where it's just like the garbage is just put bags on the on right. the street corner. Sure. Uh, and that's, yeah. What so, other cons? Uh, um, cons would be um, homesickness. Yeah. That can for be sure. One. And culture shock, too. Culture shock. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I would say another big one, too, though, is depending on what you're doing and what your long-term goals are, it may not be very financially viable. Like, for example, I would love to spend like a year or two teaching somewhere in Asia. I wouldn't have left the Czech Republic mm-hmm. if it would have been more financially viable. Right. That's right? why I want it to be through a company that I work for. Sure. Where it's sure. like, this company has operations in this place. Right. But I'm still working for the same place. And I, right. and, and I have, and it's, you know, if I find another job back in the U.S., Right, I can apply for that job and potentially get it and still be at the same. Oh, company. for sure, yeah. And so that, maybe even move up in your career. That's why, right? Go back yeah. at a at a higher position because yeah. I have this new experience or whatever. Exactly. So that's why I like this idea of of it somehow being corporate sponsored that I get sure. this opportunity. Sure. I mean, even even with my two programs abroad, you know, the Fulbright and the English Language Fellowship. Uh, well, the Fulbright, you know, the money was not great at all, but um, um, basically with. Those both of those experiences, I think, also help me, you know, move upwards, mm-hmm. um, you know, and gain some more experience. But you're absolutely right. Like if you are staying at the same level, I don't know if I would necessarily go abroad. Yeah. Another pro for me is the potential to stay there forever. Okay. I like that because it's it's it, to me it seems almost impossible to just. I mean, I guess it is possible, but it feels impossible to just. On my own, I move to a new country and, there and find a job similar to like the corporate job I have in a new country. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it would be easy to be working for that company in whatever country it is and apply to another job while I'm there. Sure. And somehow transfer that into my road to like citizenship or something mm-hmm. and then work on that that'd dual be cool. city. You know? Oh, that'd be nice. That's the goal, dual citizenship. That'd, that'd be nice, dude, for Those sure. Passports. You know, I want to live that born life. Oh hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, dude! Although my passports will be legit. I hope. Ideally. I hope your your passport. I hope you go by Johan if you're in like a German speaking country on your passport. 
I, don't you have to put your for. first name? You probably do. But I could still. But but I, I if I lived in a German speaking country. Wie heißen Sie? Yeah, ich heiße Johann. There we go. Okay. That's so much better than ich heiße Jared. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I hate that having to be like ich heiße Chad. Because and then I, it's like even worse when languages. you're saying your own name in an mm-hmm. American accent, and then so it's, uh, yeah, Johan would be. I would go by Johan if yeah. I lived in a German yeah. speak, or probably just a European country in general. Right. Well, that's why I was going to go with Alexander, my middle name. Oh right, yeah, ich you heiße Alex. That. Yeah. That's much easier than ich heiße Chad. Yeah, we hate our names as people that want to live in Europe. <laughs> right. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they're not. They're not ideal. Um, but yeah, um, like I like I mentioned though too, I think a big con in the beginning at least of expat life is the language barrier. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to kind of mentally prepare yourself for it. You have to also take it in stride and also laugh at some yeah. of the moments. Like, it's uh, going to yeah. be frustrating. Yep. I, I've ha- I had those experience when I first moved to Germany where it's just like th- there's no getting through what you want to say. And it's just like right. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, yep. I don't even know what to do in, right now. Yeah. yeah. And you, yeah, that's definitely frustrating. Mm-hmm. Also, too, another con, though, is depending on the type of person you are, it can be really difficult and intimidating to meet new people and make friends. Yeah. Especially like if you go there on That's a job. That's a concern for me. Right. Exactly. And mm-hmm. the other thing too is, I mean, if it makes you happy, I guess go for it. But I feel like some expats live in a very expat bubble. Yeah. I've been fortunate where both cities I lived in, in Komutov and in Jinan, there weren't that many like Americans or you know even Westerners like when I was in China. And yeah. so I had to make local friends. Which I think just improves the experience because you can live more like a local. You know, like I went hiking in the Bezruchova Valley in Komutov, which like I think if you just hung out with a bunch of expats, maybe you do that, but it's a very Czech thing to do. Sure. You know? Yeah. For me, when I was a kid, between having like other friends with me in my area, that certainly was a bubble a little bit, but it also made it easier to talk to some of the other kids in the neighborhood rather than doing it by myself. Right. And... As I as you can as I always say, football brings everyone together. That's true. So if it's you have a soccer ball or if they have a soccer ball, right, and your kids especially. Oh yeah, game over. Yeah, I mean that we're that's, all homies in like yeah. an hour, hour and a half. <laughs> and then it's like then the next thing you know, it's like we're meeting here every Saturday to play soccer. So that mm-hmm. that that really, I can't. I, I, I it kind of sounds like super simple, but I can't stress enough how much. The fact that I was a soccer player before I moved to Germany, right, really helped. Oh, me, for sure, um, for sure. Like inter- like make make a friend group. Yeah. Well, yeah. You came there with some soccer skills already. Yeah. Which is a huge help because uh, that was I was just talking. You don't want to be that shitty American, bro. I was just talking <laughs> t- to, um, and it's just it's not even that. It's just like the ability. It's always being played. So the ability to be able to play with people at any. Yeah. I was telling my coworkers the other day. We were talking about something about childhood or something, and I was talking about how, like, when I was a kid in Germany, we were obsessed with with basketball. Or, excuse me, basketball. Soccer. The reason I'm saying this for a specific reason, you'll hear figure out in a second. Okay. And I was like, no matter, we would make it work with whatever ball, you know, or, like, we used basketball poles as the goals and be like, you have right. to hit the pole for a goal. We've played soccer on a basketball court with a basketball Okay. And the goal is to hit the, the post uh, before the you post play the actual as a goal, right. and so it's like the, we all the goal is soccer was just like the ultimate that's unifier you everywhere. Yeah, that's what you do, and for just sure. that would like having that as a skill literally came in handy. Just being like, yeah, I'll play with you guys, absolutely, and not, and not being just terrified that I'm going to embarrass myself. Right. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, Jared, I think one of the biggest things about the expat life and expat experience talk about a pro and a con. 
are the highs and the lows. I mean, I feel like yeah. when you live that expat life, you reach some of the highest highs, but also depending on your situation, like the lowest lows. Like I remember my second, no, 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 no. It would have been my fourth day in China. I just done my medical check. I didn't have a SIM card in my phone. I had no Wi-Fi at my apartment. I so literally all I could do is Stressed I went grocery to go places, right in your place yep. with no devices. Yep. to distract you. Yep, no devices. <laughs> I mean, I had my travel guitar and I had a couple books and my Kindle and an iPad. I mean, that's like well, solitary confinement and right. prison. All <laughs> yeah, basically, like I couldn't even reach out to any of my friends or family to let them know like I yeah. arrived in Jinan safe and sound. That would be rough for it, me here in Michigan right now. Right? Yeah. Dude, I felt it was weird. Like, it's weird how isolated I felt mm-hmm. because it's just like you're disconnected from basically everything. Yeah. You know, um, but then like the highest highs, you know, like when you I'll never forget, like the first time I presented at the embassy in Beijing, just like meeting all those teachers, talking to them. It was weird, dude. They literally made a line and to take and you're pictures like a celebrity. With me. Yeah, yeah. You're like a celebrity when you're yeah. there. People are excited to see you, yep. hear you perform or speak. And I told you about that one woman that took pictures of me writing notes because I'm a lefty. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's pretty uncommon. Yeah, they, there. they beat that out of most of the kids over right, there. Right. Well, one of my coworkers at the embassy, he was Chinese and he was a lefty. So we kind yeah. of bonded. Didn't that just over happen to us the other day? Oh, yeah, what? when I was at your place. Yep. And and in your roommate's like, oh, I forgot you were a lefty. Then I went to go hit the. And like, you're a lefty too? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. We're everywhere. That's right. We're everywhere. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but only like one third of us. Or what, I don't know what the, what the <laughs> yeah. stats are. You got to really that. look, though. But we're there. We're in the corner. We're in the shadow. Like so the trying to do the, oh, do the vengeance Batman voice. Yeah. yeah. We are vengeance. Yeah. We are lefties. We, we're lefties <laughs> in the shadows. Always watching. Oh, yeah. For Always sure. writing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. can't stop us. Always smearing. <laughs> you know, just getting the ink all, all over your head. Yeah. That's uh, the, uh, our, our the pencil graphite. The, uh, the black mascara on Batman's face. Exactly. exactly. Always smearing. Yeah. He just takes, you know, the side of his hand instead. That's <laughs> yeah. how he gets ready so fast, Jerry. All those. It's, it's perfect because in the Batman, he's always writing his manifesto or whatever. Right. right. That he just, after hours of writing, he just takes the smudge on the bottom of his hand and just rubs it on his face. Now exactly. I gotta go fight some crime. Exactly. I've done my manifesto. My time manifesto, to fight some my crime. hands are covered in black. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's just so crazy though. I think I will say this though, Jared. Not that I want to tell people how to live their lives, but, but I would highly recommend trying out the expat life at least once in your life. I mean, that's easier said than done. Well, of course it is. The only reason of course it is. I feel like I have the potential to do it is because I I'm lucky enough to have like a corporate job at a multinational company. Sure, sure. Uh, and and yeah, I have, that's you know, sure, of course. But if there are a lot of ways to, to become an expat, though. Too, I it's think a, if you want to do it, you can do it. Sure, it's like Ferris Bueller. If you have the means, I highly recommend it. One hundred percent, Jared. I think that's where we'll we'll end the episode today. So, thank you all for listening today, and let us know what your thoughts are on the expat life. If we missed any pros and cons or misconceptions or some of the great things about being an expat let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com you can slide into those dms on twitter untranslatable one the number one check us out on instagram and youtube untranslatable podcast and please five star reviews on itunes and as we say here at the untranslatable podcast yakuyame muchas gracias and shisha